what's on the mind of the U.S. Senator who's been on the job for more than four decades? We wanted to know. Welcome to Around Farm Progress, a podcast that looks at agriculture issues across the country. I'm Willie Vocher, host and editorial director for Farm Progress. This week, I'm turning the podcast interview over to our policy editor, Jackie Fatka, who recently caught up with Senator Charles Grassley, the Iowa Republican, who has served in his role for 41 years. For Fatka, a talk with Senator Grassley takes her back to the early days of her career when she worked in Senator Grassley's office more than 20 years ago. Today, she's focused on policy, and she discusses a wide range of issues with the Senator, including his work on the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act, which has moved out of committee. Beyond that, Grassley discusses a move to bring manufacturing back from China, ag trade developments, and his support for broader mental health services in rural areas. And as she often does, Fatka wraps up the interview, asking the senator what he wants to share, and he does. Let's listen in on their conversation. Well, this is Jackie Fatka, policy editor here at Farm Progress. And 20 years ago, I was actually an intern in Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley's office, and I attribute my love for ag policy starting there. So it's my honor to visit today with Senator Grassley. Welcome so much, Senator. I run into so many uh, graduates of my uh, program. I'm glad to talk to you and glad that you've had a successful life since leaving Grassley. <laughs> well, I, I I do love love always thinking about, about that. And actually, one of my first articles I remember writing about was uh, some of the same work that you're working on now, um, trying to... Uh, provide transparency and fairness to markets. Back then, it was more focused on the hog market, but that's a big piece of legislation that you're working on now with the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act. Can you share with us what you hope to accomplish with your latest legislation and where things sit with that today? A fair price and the ability to deliver your cattle for cattle feeders that want to to, enter the cash market as opposed to the contract market. So we have a situation where that isn't possible. Uh, At least it makes it very difficult for them to do exactly what I described that I want to do for the independent cattle producer. That's because uh, four big packers control 85% of the market, and they have cozy relationships with the big feedlots of Texas and Kansas that eat up about 80 to 90% of the daily kill. So then a producer that wants to negotiate on the cash market gets on the phone and maybe he can get a price. Uh, Maybe he can't. If you can't get a price, you can't sell. But if you get a price, you don't know if it's a fair price uh, because there's not enough price discovery. And then uh, secondly, maybe you can't deliver your cattle for 30 days. And I've had that farmers tell me exactly that. And when you are uh, got fat cattle and you got to feed them $7 corn for another 30 days, that's not a, a profit-making situation. So this legislation would make sure that there's a certain amount of the daily kill that is reserved for the cash market, and it would also say that you were able to deliver your cattle within 14 days. And this is a bipartisan bill 
sponsored by 10 Republicans and 10 Democrats, and it got out of committee two weeks ago. So you mentioned that passed out of committee as well as another one of your bills, the Meatpacking Special Investigator Act, and now awaits action on the Senate floor. What is your outlook on the floor passage of the Senate, and do you think it can cross the finish line yet this Congress? Well, I sure hope so for the benefit of our independent cattle producers, and I'm going to give you the words that Senator Tester, my leading Democrat co-sponsor of both of these bills, uh, has uh, said that as a Democrat, and the Democrats being in the majority, and Senator Schumer running the United States Senate agenda, he says that uh, uh, Schumer wants to bring these bills up. Do you anticipate uh, seeing seeing action here before August, or could this be something that actually is an election type of vote that people would want to go on record ahead of the elections for this this bill? I think most people in the Midwest would very much like to have a vote on this, yes. It would be very helpful to senators up for re-election. You know, we mentioned re-election and this being an election year, and there is obviously some work that still needs to be done yet this Congress. Uh, what other pieces of legislation do you see passing ahead of the elections, and, and what could we see maybe uh, getting put in a lame duck or, or having to be rolled over uh, next year? Well, unrelated to agriculture, and I don't know that you're uh, interested in things that don't deal with agriculture, but... Uh, bringing some manufacturing home from China, I think, would be a very big thing to get done. We passed a bill in the Senate a year ago. We uh, passed uh, it passed the House earlier this year. It's in conference between the House and the Senate. I think it'd be a good thing if we got uh, that done. We have some new nominees to fill the key ag trade post with Doug McCallop as chief ag negotiator and an Iowa native, Alexis Taylor, for the USDA trade undersecretary post. How soon could we see those nominations advance, and, and do you anticipate any hiccups in that process? Well, first of all, in regard to those two positions you mentioned, it's a sad commentary that we're now uh, 18 months into a new administration, and they aren't taking trade, in particular agricultural trade, more serious and not filling these positions until about a month ago. But uh, I don't think they've even had a hearing before either committee yet. And since they haven't had a hearing, there's still a time to go before they get done. Uh, but it's uh, very essential that we have these positions in, in uh, place because we export about a third of our agricultural production and to have uh, uh, the uh, these people in in place are very important. The one for this uh, for the uh, uh, special trade representative, the ambassador for agriculture negotiations, is uh, is uh, one that actually does the negotiating, and then the other one in the uh, D Department of Agriculture. I think is more of a promoter of international trade than a person that actually does the negotiations. But both of those are very, very important. And I think this administration hasn't given enough attention to the advantage that agriculture has uh, in international trade, not only because we export, but we produce our products very efficiently and, uh, and can, we can be very competitive. 
you know, you mentioned trade and and the importance of ag trade to to every farmer. And I just wanted to give you an opportunity too. What what do you see as some of the key issues that need to be addressed on the trade front as it relates to agriculture? Well, the most important thing is to give the president the authority to negotiate for us because uh, the uh, what we call trade promotion authority uh, ran out last June, I believe, and uh, the president can negotiate, but you're never going to get anybody to sign an agreement if it's not under what we call trade promotion authority or fast track, so it has to go through uh, uh, the Congress without amendment, voted up or down, because no foreign country is going to sign something, they think they reach an agreement, then it comes to Congress and Congress can change it. So that's one thing that's very important. The other one is uh, we made great advances in, uh, in negotiating with the United Kingdom on a free trade agreement with them, and, nothing's been, uh, and that was under Trump, and nothing's been followed up with since. I had a conversation with the person that negotiates for the United Kingdom, she thinks maybe they're beginning to talk again, and there's prospects that maybe something can be done in that area. But it's just another example of this administration not taking trade as seriously as they should. Recently, you requested an update from the Surgeon General on rural mental health resources as called for under the Seeding Rural Resilience Act, uh, something that was passed a couple years ago now. Uh, explain what that bill called for and, and why you Thank see you. it is important to provide mental health resources to rural America. Well, it grows out of concerns that we should have learned a lesson from the 1980s when we had the agricultural depression in the 1980s and uh, uh, farmers were committing suicide in big numbers. We want to make sure that when prices were low, now you maybe you say, well, prices aren't low now. That's true now, but don't forget that's just been for the last 12 months. For the eight years before that, the green farmers were losing money. So at the time we got this bill passed, we were fearful that we might have, a, uh, with the f agricultural depression continuing, we would have uh, the same situation that happened in the 80s. So this is to provide uh, uh, training uh, to people that work in the county uh, farm service agency offices uh, so that they uh, they deal with every almost every farmer. And if they farm see a farmer in stress, and they think that that's a dangerous situation, can get some help. Now, they got to be careful how they intervene, but you either get a preacher, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a minister, or a family member involved and say, you know, you got problems. Somebody's here is uh, going to, uh, to uh, maybe end their life. And uh, in that situation, uh, intervene. And uh, this would provide that trading, and then it would provide some money to the Department of Agriculture to help carry this legislation out. Well, I always like to conclude my interviews with an open question. What question did I not ask that you feel is important? You know, what are you hearing out in the countryside as you talk with farmers? What do you see as some of your important uh, focus as you move forward in closing out this year? Well, I think 
from from my county meetings, and you know, I go to every county every year to have a Q and A with my constituents and let them set the agenda. And I've been in 78 counties so far this year, but within the last two weeks, I was in 17 counties. And what I hear from my constituents, three things always crop up. Uh, cost of living, inflation, whatever you want to call it, gas prices. And I think gas prices are about one half of all the inflation we have today. And then border security. But uh, I And I obviously hear about that cattle marketing bill you asked me about, about the uh, uh, benefits in the future of biofuels. Uh, and then uh, uh, I think uh, the cost of prescription drugs. This is what I'm hearing from my constituents. Any any magic bullets for any of those big problems? Yeah, the magic bullet would be on gas prices for the president to reverse his position on on uh, the fact that uh, he shut down pipeline building, stopped drilling, uh, put more restrictions on fracking, and stopped loaning banks to loan money to uh, to energy companies. Uh, just reverse that policy, and you would surely help uh, the inflation issue and get gas prices down back to where they were two dollars less than where they are right now. Man, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be a sigh of relief for everyone? I'm sure. Well, thank you, Senator Grassley. It's been a pleasure to spend a little bit of time talking with you about some of your key priorities. I appreciate your time today. Thank you very much, Jackie. Call again if you want any more interviews. I'll be glad to do them. Well, very good. Well, thanks so much, Senator Grassley. Okay, goodbye. We thank Senator Grassley for taking time from his busy schedule to talk about these issues. You know, his trip around Iowa visiting all 99 counties during every term is a well-known tradition. And thanks to Jackie Fatka for her continued policy work and this insightful interview. To make sure you don't miss an episode of this podcast, be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and more. You might want to turn on notifications too. And if you have a smart speaker, all you have to do is tell it to listen to Around Farm Progress and you'll hear the latest episode. Farm Progress is the nation's leading agriculture information source with 17 state and regional brands, as well as Farm Futures, Beef, National Hog Farmer, and Feedstuffs. And our events, including the Farm Progress Show, Husker Harvest Days, and the New York Farm Show. And speaking of the Farm Progress Show, that time is getting close. Gates open at 8 a.m. Tuesday, August 30th in Boone, Iowa for the big show. It's the first time the event has been in this location since 2018, and from the first ever concert on the site to a host of new technology, this show will be worth the trip. You can learn more at farmprogressshow.com. And if you want to get updates ahead of the show, you can sign up for mobile text alerts. Just text FPS, that's F for farm, P for progress, S for show, FPS to 20505, and then respond to the text you'll receive next. Then you'll be in the know of the big event. Note, regular text and message rates apply. Join us next week as we continue our agriculture journey around the country. I'm Willie Vogt, Editorial Director at Farm Progress. 
Thanks for listening. 